The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Ladies and gentlemen, I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. It's in this league. My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. Come again with Scott Bogman and Chris Wells. You can't wait. What does that do? Does that blow your mind? That just happened. Welcome back. Final hour of In This League right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Hello, everybody. This is uh, Scott Bogman. That's him. I'm Chris Welsh. I should have probably said me first and not you. Yeah. I shouldn't go, this is Scott Bogman, because it wasn't. It was me. Hi. That's Scott Bogman. Hi, I'm Scott Bogman. How excited? Like, 1 to 10 for Game of Thrones. Uh, I'm pretty, I mean, it's been a year and a half. Okay. I'm kind of annoyed, actually. I just want it to start. Oh. I'm kind of... <laughs> what was that? I don't know. <laughs> but, like, it's supposed to be excitement from you. You're the you're the excitable one. Like, why am I more excited than you? I'm the excitable one? Yeah, of the two. Right. Respectively. I guess. Kind of like I'm the guy with the positive outlook yeah, between us. So, yeah, um, yeah, uh, like, I, yeah, I'm excited. I want to see I want to see what happens. So but it's like it's on a Sunday. We're going to be recording stuff in the middle of it. Like it's, you know, yeah. I'm going to have to wait until after to actually go and watch it and. You know, it's just, it, it's kind of a process to finally get to it, and it's been a year and a half. I'm just kind of annoyed that they took so long. Well, we so. talked a bit about it in the first hour. You want to go back and listen on demand uh, via podcast? You can do One that more on sleep. all the sources. One, One more, more sleep, and then and then you're there. Then it's yeah. Game of Thrones Day. It'll be beautiful. So. It's a beautiful thing, and I just I, I a loaded, like, 10 days or whatever it really is, and I'm just jacked up. You got Game of Thrones, two episodes. I'm going to go see Captain Marvel to catch up. Then end game, it's gonna be beautiful. It is. Going I'm to more be excited beautiful. for the draft. I gotta be honest. Than all of it, I think. Than all of it, yeah. Uh, that's that is incredibly disappointing to hear from you. But but I mean, like, I'll be able to watch Game of Thrones for the rest of my life after it happens. So it'll be cool to see it live, of course. And you'll never care about this draft once it's done. I, I don't see. I don't think so, though. I I think I will care about the draft afterwards. All right, so. do, you know what? You're I like doing? going back and looking at this. You know what? So. I know what you're doing. I know. Exa- what am I doing? Am you, I being a hipster? Nope. You think I don't know what you're doing? I know exactly what you're doing. Yeah, I want everybody listening. You know what he's trying to do? He was trying to change the subject because I said we were going to talk about some tweets. And guess what Bogman just did? Oh, yeah, let me talk a little more. Let me, let me get about a minute or two of Game of Thrones. Let me throw in the draft. Oh, you want to talk about the NFL draft? We probably should just do it because we transitioned to it. Nope. Because we're going to talk about it. The second best drama. All right, he figured it out after five years. The, so. the second best drama in the world outside of Game of Thrones is the Steelers. It is the gift that keeps on giving. Uh, it is. Uh, I mean, all the things I just complained about with social media and all the things, the Steelers make it all up. Now, Antonio Brown. Wait a minute. Hold on. Real yeah. quick. What's yeah. worse? Is it people complaining about other people's money or people complaining about uh, Antonio Brown and Juju Smith-Schuster. Uh, no, I don't care about that. I don't. Involve, you don't I care mean, about that at no, all. It's the money. It's a money thing. Okay. All right. No, okay. no. Because this is this is just like it's like um, it's just reality television. It seemed like you were complaining about people's opinions on the internet, but you were complaining about people's opinions on other people's money on the internet. I, it's even not the money. I don't care about people having opinions on stuff. It's okay. everyone is essy to each other. Everyone is so crappy. So just be nicer. Well, just like have a conversation. Everybody thinks they're having a conversation, by the way, and no one's having a conversation. Everyone's talking at people. There's no that's civility true. anymore. And that's my problem. 
it's not, social media is fine in what it's supposed to be. But everybody, the way that people talk to each other, yeah. um, the way that we, we've had it, you know, on Twitter, like we post something and the way someone talks to us, we're like, what? Like, what are you what are you doing? And anger over ridiculous. stuff. I mean, take it back to, you know, remember the the Fernando Tatis uh, bat stuff? Like how garbage did that get? How ridiculously ang- over something hilariously stupid over a projection of a player? It got to the point where someone wanted to fight someone. And yeah, that's, that's my problem. You have opinions on people's money. Good for you. You got opinions on A, B and stuff. Rock on, pal. I don't care about any of that stuff. It's all good. It's the way that people are garbage. That's what I hate is the garbage. All right. Well, I'll transition now to what you actually want to talk about. Oh, okay. Good. Yeah. Let me set the table for you real quick. Well, I just want to ask you, how was Richard Mendenhall and his ruse tweet? Give it a one to ten. How bad was that? Okay, so well, hold on, hold on afterward. a second. Yeah, I want. I, I just wanted a quick little ground laying right before it because AB had said he was done with Twitter. By the way, he said he was done after the Juju stuff. He 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 attacked Juju. He went through that nonsense. Juju came back and attacked him, and then after he did the attacking, AB did the like, Nah, man, I'm done. AB's got more burners than Kevin Durant. A day after he says that, Jason Whitlock does a segment on a show where he says why this is Juju Smith-Schuster's fault. Guess who quote tweeted it saying truth? Antonio Brown. Of course <laughs> This is Juju's fault. So he was right back at it. So that so ridiculous. It restoked the fire. And then what was the nonsense about with um, Pouncey where Pouncey was like, anybody got a problem, take it up with me? Yeah, it was Ramon Foster that said that. And it, what Ramon Foster was saying, he wasn't saying take it up with him. He was saying, look, if you have a problem with a guy on our team, please message him on his phone, send him a text, call him or DM him. Stop doing it in public. That was what he was saying, which is funny because uh, he was one of the first guys to do say public things about Le'Veon Bell, Ramon Foster and, and Pouncey were both some of the first to, to talk about Bell not showing up for the team last season. Yeah. So it's just, it's all eye rolling. I would just like, that it's is why I want the end. draft to get here. I it's, want the draft to get here. So we have something else to goddamn talk about. So in Steelers tweets. So here, so then all of that laid out, you had the Ramon Foster stuff after AB got back into it. And then apparently Richard Mendenhall, former running back um, creator of uh, what's that stupid show on HBO. Ballers and Richard Mendenhall gets into the conversation. He's got some tweets I'm looking at here, but off of one of his uh, tweets, I think he, he starts his tweet by going by He's no stretch. Julio Urias eye, by the way. I oh yeah. He says by no stretch am I saying AB has been without guilt this offseason. I just hope to see more compassion and uh, examination for a guy who gave everything he had until he couldn't bring himself to do it for even one more game. So that was a comment. Someone comments under saying coming from a guy who quit on the team versus San Diego. Why don't you tell us what, would make a guy quit. So then Richard Mendenhall quote tweet tweets this, and this is where we'll have to get at this because you're telling me one thing and I'm still not seeing it. This is what Richard Mendenhall quote tweeted that got a, a bunch of people up uh, in arms here. He says, all right, I'll in the, I'll in the, I'll in the mystery. B's racist. And B by the way is Ben Roethlisberger. B's racist and Antonio Brown's black. He had to catch balls from a racist quarterback. Every honest player knows it. It's not a big deal. He was just supposed to take his lickings and move on like a slave for real. That is Richard Mendenhall's tweet that he quote tweeted off of this guy. And a lot of people ran with it. But you are saying this is parody? Well, it's not parody. It's uh, He's calling Ben he- Roethlisberger racist and you're saying he's not. Well, it's because if you go on to the end of all of that stuff, he said, oh, why can't I find it? now?" Oh, yeah, yeah I see it. I see it. He goes, clearly, it's no fun with everyone's the accused. Please allow the dialogue in sports to be equal. Why is it so easy to shoot at one player, but not the other? B's not racist, just like AB's not a dirtbag. Hashtag, let's be fair. I don't know. Dude, that tweet was swung like a Chris, da- like Chris Davis on a fastball. What was Richard Mendenhall's point in making a tweet where he says Ben Roethlisberger's racist, and then he comes up with a completely different tweet to say, I, don't know, I was just saying 
I was just doing this for art. I, I don't. I, I don't wow, understand what he was doing. For, thanks for setting us all straight, Mendenhall. I really appreciate it. Uh, and this this was my comment about it when it, when it happened. And then you tweeted me about this the other day, or you texted me about it uh, this morning. And you said, "What is this all about?" And I said, "This is just another Mendenhall fumble." This is just yeah, this is a great line. I I lol'd all over the place when you said that <laughs> because I get what you're saying now. The follow up tweet. Well, he says look, like, he's not a racist. People are going to think that he's saying this. Because yeah, I look, did. Look at the well. Look at the first tweet. Okay, two point nine thousand likes and one point six thousand uh, retweets here. The one where he's saying let's be fair and that it's all not real is six hundred and fifty four likes and one hundred and forty four retweets. Nobody cares that he at the end. He said, look, AB's not a dirtbag. Ben's not a racist. This is just stuff that happens in the NFL. Nobody understands right? this. I'm looking at all the comments. Not one person is getting whatever Mendenhall thinks he's putting across. Well, I think there's two things that are, are being said here. Is like he is. <laughs> I didn't realize that the first, the very first one, the very first thing underneath this is uh, a Stephen A. Smith gift that says stay off the weed. <laughs> so. Uh, but um, this guy says, I get the point being made here that it's equally unfair calling AB awful names as it is to do so for Ben, and that's fair. Hateful rhetoric is not okay. But what you did to Ben by using him as your test case was not okay and no less hateful than your words used against AB. I, I just like, what are you doing here? When is it going to stop, like, man? I, I, I feel like man, I, I, well, I think when the season starts and – all these clowns are gone. You know, that Bell's gone. AB's gone. So, uh, you know, if but he doesn't starts, shut up, AB's been it, gone for it, a month now. He doesn't shut up. He doesn't stop. These guys don't stop that. That's what I don't understand about well, your listen, team. This is, uh, have you ever seen that gif of, uh, Jim from the office doing kind of the evil grin? He knows he set up something and it's the evil grin. And you know, it's over with, uh, in about game two or three, when the Raiders are zero and three, and AB is not getting the ball as much as he thinks he should, and he throws his first Gatorade bottle uh, at Derek Carr, that's when it's over for Pittsburgh. So AB will move on to new drama and start bitching about his teammates in Oakland, and there's no way you can convince me it's not going to happen. Maybe he really tries for it not to happen for a little while. Maybe it's even half a season, but it's going to happen because that offense – with their car is not the same as, uh, you know, having Roethlisberger is not the same as having Derek Carr. And that was the point that Larry Fitzgerald was trying to make to him, you know. And I know they made each other great because there are some horrible Ben Roethlisberger throws that A.B. absolutely bailed him out on. A.B. is uh, one of the best. He's probably the second best wide receiver I've ever seen in my life. Jerry Rice and then A.B. to me. Now, you can put Randy Moss in that situation and all that. Randy Moss is also amazing. Terrell Owens, amazing. Tony Gonzalez, all these record holders are great. Uh, You can put Hopkins up there, too. He's going to be amazing. Marvin Harrison was great. There's a lot of guys in that conversation. But to me, and probably because I've watched every Steeler game that AB's ever played, uh, AB's the best. That's not named Rice. Does this taint any of it to you? Of course it does. How could it not? Like, I'm, you know... I'm an adult with opinions. I, these it, things, of course, taint stuff. I, I, I don't like. I quit following AB because I just can't stand it. You know? do, you, do you have this? Because I've never seen this from you, and I'm curious about this. I, I get very shocker. I get very critical. I've been very critical of my team. The Derek Dennis Erickson stuff was really hard to stomach. I get really mad about personnel stuff, and I, and I'll never ultimately turn on my team. But I get really, really critical from kind of an outsider perspective on my own team. I know you do, but do you get to a point where you sit back and you look at this and you, can you get, I'm not trying to figure out how I'm trying to say this. Like, do you get actually mad and pissed off with this organization that you guys, it's a joke, but I'm saying like, like I'm trying to, I guess I'm trying to dance around this. Like, you don't give them Am a I pass. Quit watching? No, I'm not saying you're going to quit watching, but like you kind of have a. It's funny no, to talk about this no, word, I a Pollyanna no, kind I of don't. view to the team long term. I do term. not have that. I do not have that. I don't. You have a this so shall pass type of mentality. I don't feel well, like you get angry about the organization enough. enough. You, know, you think I, they're going to make dude, the playoffs? Team. I, I, I've gone. Okay, well, listen. I've gone to 
uh, every single opener in spring training for the Diamondbacks since they've had the ballpark by my house. I didn't go to it this year. I've gone to at least 10 spring training games every year. I went to two this year and none of them were the Diamondbacks. It's because they made bad decisions. I don't want to give them my money when I don't agree with what they're doing with the organization. Plus, they're, I'm pissed off about the stuff with Maricopa County and, and, and uh, the way they're trying to bilk them out of money. And uh, I just it upsets me, you know, and I hate having these opinions. I wish it was just all on the field stuff. You know what I mean? But the more you grow, the more you see these kinds of things. It's why so many people are pissed off at Robert Sarver here locally because he's a terrible owner. He's a dirtbag owner. You know, I, of course, like I get pissed off and I, you know, I will do things that I will not pay attention as much and, and that kind of stuff with with this. But this this is nonsense. This fighting between Juju and AB, it's an interesting story now, but at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter for the on-field product. That's the thing that I care about the most. So I'm more concentrated on the draft. I'm more concentrated on how James Conner is going to be. This stuff keeps being drudged up and brought up because it's the offseason. I think if this was going on in the middle of the season, yeah, it would suck. But I don't think it would be the biggest story in the world because you'd be talking about the records of guys and uh, what their stats, what stats are happening and what uh, what is happening actually with the team instead of Twitter beefs. I guess Twitter I beefs mean, are nothing to me. Last, last year is kind of hard for you to say, but it feeds to your point that things are different now because you're saying this. And last well, year, the Steel, like, I know, Bell's but I'm gone, just saying to get my point gone. across real quick, right. though, is that last year, Le'Veon Bell was a talk every single week. And then the final week, Antonio Brown left the team. And the Steelers were the talk the entire season because of all of the bull crap that they were doing and the nonsense. Those two huge cancers are off of this team, which is good. So I guess to your point, you're saying is those guys gone, the Twitter beef will probably calm down. I guess I was just trying to gauge where you're at because well, what you just is- said about the Diamondbacks, you would never do with the Steelers, I don't think. I don't think you would well, ever I don't, do that. You know, I don't live in Pittsburgh, so I don't know the, the the local things that have gone on. I don't know if the Steelers fought with the city for money and things like that. That's not stuff that I pay attention. I'm sure I would have heard it uh, because I follow all the Steelers news and stuff like that. But um, I mean, the Steelers are coming here to play next year. I'm not 100 percent sure that I, this season, 2019, I'm not 100% sure I'm going to that game. Uh, because it sucks. I hate going to NFL games. That's, well, I mean, yeah, that's but that, that has nothing to do with the on-field product or any of that stuff. So, but I mean, you know, you're right. Last year, there was a lot of talk about Bell, but the performance was the thing that I was pissed off about. And the, the thing that I'm more worried about than uh, Antonio Brown or Le'Veon Bell is replacing Ryan Shazier. And they haven't done that yet. And, that's the biggest thing on my mind when it comes to Pittsburgh is they the defense has not been the same since Chazier got hurt. By the way, you see him do that box. Right? I did. It was pretty amazing. Well, OK, then we can turn to the positive. We can talk about the positive. Let's talk about the NFL draft when we come back. If there's any other news. I think you also had an interesting thing about Colin Cowherd. Maybe we'll hit that. But we'll talk about the NFL draft. Maybe there is a solution to replacing Ryan Shazier. Bogman also did his mock. We did a big episode kind of breaking down uh, Bogman's mock, so it doesn't really serve us to go crazy through that. But maybe um, in your brain there might be some alternatives that you might want to tackle based on the stuff that you mocked, and I'd be interested in what you think the Steelers could do if they were replacing Shazier. Maybe going on the high-character-type players. More guys like James Conner, please. Gotta love him. All right, don't go anywhere. More Bogman and the Welsh in this league. Coming up. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. I know how you're feeling right now. Stop it. Stop it. Don't do that. I'm here for you. Oh. In the bleed. <laughs> Welcome back. In this league, check us out over on Patreon, patreon.com slash ITL Army. That's where you can support your boys if that's your thing. There's other places you can go over at InThisLeague.com. There's links to Patreon, but there's also links to uh, some of our apparel that we've got. We've got some shirts that are still out there in the universe. 
We've got a prospect one hat if you like the prospects and uh, maybe some more stuff in the future we're working on. By the way, Box, I'm all ginned up. Looked at uh, the site that I peruse uh, during draft season, 49ers Web Zone, and just saw a nice little article that said the 49ers are going to host a uh, pre-draft conversation or meeting or whatever with Nikhil Harry. Aha! Nikhil Harry falling on some boards. Love uh, that. Before we talk about that, I wanted to ask you, did I tell you about this thing that I saw on Reddit. It was, you know how people have made uh, characters of football players and stuff in the wrestling games? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone did a Juju versus AB. No. Table I, match. Dude, the one I just saw. At WrestleMania. You just made me think of this. Did you see the one real quick? Because then I actually I want to watch that. <laughs> of the, um, the Space Jam 2 trailer that someone did for NBA like 2K. No, I didn't they, see that dude, either. It's amazing. They created everybody. I they hope created, GA wasn't in it. They created the Monstars, and he makes a trailer out of it using the original one and then into the video game, and then they have video game material of the Monstars and LeBron, and then he has, like, <laughs> instead of, um, instead of uh, what was it, Bill Murray, Michael Rapoport is the one that comes out. Go look for it. The, the Space <laughs> Jam 2 trailer. Was he talking about Grandma's Cat? No, he just, it's quick. He just <laughs> plays the role. Go look at the Space Jam 2 trailer. It's so funny. But, okay, so... The wrestling one is one of my favorite things when people do that. So it's Juju versus Antonio Brown in a table match. In a table match. Someone said, hey, I know how to end this beef. And so they made uh, they made Juju and they made AB. It was like a four-minute video. And this is like, you know, this is one of those things where I got stuck in the rabbit hole of watching crap yeah. uh, on Reddit. And so I'm like, it's a four minute video of someone playing a wrestling game as Juju Smith Schuster. Who would up do that, Bogman? Who would have created players like on their YouTube channel and uh, you know, not <laughs> us of us created wrestling? No, and absolutely not. It's not but that. So, it never was finished. I'm watching four minutes uh, of that thing, and um, I, the first comment was, and I felt this way too, is like. I actually got emotionally invested when AB started to make his comeback <laughs> because AB started to wail on Juju for a minute before it was the uh, the one where you set the table up in the corner and then throw them into the corner and the table breaks. Oh, one of those. Ta- those yeah. are the dumbest table matches. Right. I know what and, you're talking about. Yeah. Like anyway, you can put him through the table anyway, but that's like you break the table and that's yeah. how you win. So so he did that. And I, it was just. Like it took me back to 15 years ago when I'm making guys on my, you know, or five years ago when I'm making guys on my wrestling game. But I thought um, the one thing that I did enjoy about all of this Twitter beef between Juju and AB is uh, how likable it made Juju and how unlikable it made AB throughout this process. Did you like that, too? Because we had a we have a person an unnamed person that relayed some stuff that AB has some um, unlikability uh, to him. You mean from, Juju? Or Juju, I'm sorry, I said AB. There, there is, we, we've heard some stuff about how Juju is not liked maybe by some of the uh, media in Pittsburgh because of some of right. the stuff he does. So was that like one of those things? Was that in the back of your head? Then you see the positive stuff. You're like, okay, good. Uh, not really because when I heard that, you don't I believe was, it. well, not, not that I don't believe it. It's that I just don't care. Like if the media doesn't like Juju, uh, I personally, he's probably doing something right. You know what I mean? Like it, it doesn't like the, the fans love him. He shows up in the middle of stores to sign autographs and people are buying his jerseys and stuff like that. And like I, he went to some, some shoe store and just bought everyone in the place, whatever shoes they wanted. How come I've so never like, been in that spot, by the way? I want How to be one. I've of, never been in that spot. No, me. I want to be in one of those. The <laughs> only time I've ever been involved in that, real quick, I worked at a sports authority. And, you know, you work at a sports authority, especially in Phoenix, just with how many athletes move around and come through here, you get a lot of guys. And I was, I don't know, I think I was working at a radio station too. And in comes 8 p.m. at night, Levon Hernandez comes in. Remember Levon? Levon yeah. comes in. There's nobody in the store. He buys nine thousand dollars worth of stuff and he gets a huge discount and he bought um materials and stuff for i think it was a soccer team in his home country for kids he it just it couldn't have been nicer and stuff i don't know why that made me bring it up but that's the only time i've been around anything close to that where someone is just buying out the store 
But I want to be there where someone's buying everybody's shoes. <laughs> I don't think I've got something like that just purchased for me at a store by a celebrity. I did get a free ticket to the Fiesta Bowl this year. And then when we snuck down to a different section we weren't supposed to be in, people just handed out PlayStation gift cards. So that was pretty cool. I've been there for that type of a situation. Must but be nice. It, it was. It was great. Yeah, I bet it was uh, great. That would be awesome. <laughs> but the um, – Well, one of those gift bags that they get, the bowl game gift bags. I want to oh, walk into one of those. Yeah, I didn't get one of those. I mean, that would – sometimes those have, like, cool stuff in them. I, I'm saying it's like, like, Here's Beats a $500 Safeway gift card. Yeah, a little iPad or something. That. Right, yeah, iPad, exactly. Whatever. Put that oh, right sweet. on Craigslist. Sweet. Let's go. Uh, but but – um, I like the fact that AB thought he was insulting Juju when he posted up the uh, like a, a Juju had hit up AB in uh, an Instagram DM as saying, hey, man, I think you're one of the best uh, wide receivers out there. I play at USC. I was wondering if you had any pointers for me. And, um, and he thought he was burning Juju. He thought he like was he's burning below Juju. Me. But there were two things with the number one. Everyone's like, what do you think you're doing here? Like. That is just humbling, you know, that a guy coming up and trying to make a name for himself would go out of his way to ask one of the best ever for tips. It's respect, right? And Juju tweeted it the day he got drafted. The day he got drafted by Pittsburgh, he tweeted out a picture of the same thing. You know what I like, too, that that came of that as well, if you want to think about the positivity, was Lev Bell tweeting out the respect that him and James Conner had. Did you see that? He tweeted yes. out the, yeah. the um, just a like a text conversation of him and James Conner, and it was the respect and the love that James Conner had for Lev Bell. And he even, Lev Bell even kind of came out and said, you know, because, I mean, pff, before Antonio Brown became uh, enemy number one, Lev Bell was enemy number one. And Lev Bell came out just saying, hey, there's a lot of negativity out there. I want to share some respect, da-da-da-da-da. And then you see these positive things from James Conner, which is, I mean, James Conner, it's so funny with all the garbage crap that's going on around your team. James Conner might be like one of the, like, you know, top 1% of great people, someone to root for in uh, football. Yeah, I mean, James Conner is absolutely one of those guys. And I think that, you know, when drafting Conner and drafting uh, TJ Watt and Juju and guys like that, I think the Steelers are trying to change you know, some of the culture that's going on. Not too many uh, bad character guys being drafted. So, um, you know, it's it's one of those things, though. You just never know that, you know, stuff can happen all the time and you have a bad character guy in there. But, uh, you know, I mean, because I think right now, if they were drafting today, I don't think Marquise Pouncey would have been drafted by Pittsburgh. Dude hanging out with Aaron Hernandez all the time. I mean, I guess we didn't know about Aaron Hernandez going into the draft, but... There's some teams that don't care about, uh, you know, character concerns uh, in Kansas City, <clears throat> you know, and uh, Cleveland drafting Antonio Callaway after he had a couple run-ins and stuff like that. The ba- the Bengals are by far the biggest one. I mean, they drafted Joe Mixon. So, you know, there's uh, there's all kinds of, of stuff going on, but I think the Steelers are trying to get better at that. And, you know, it's one thing to see the silver lining and say, hey, this good stuff came out of it. But also, if we didn't have to deal with this crap, you know, no one would be talking about the silver lining anyway. So that's kind of like I roll my eyes at the silver lining in that respect. I'm like, yeah, it's great that it's great that uh, Bell tweeted that out. But, we, you know, he put the team through enough last year to not I'm not going to go doing cartwheels saying how much I love Bell at all. So I'm, I'm over him too. So they can both be gone. I'm happy about it. What's this stuff with Colin Cowherd? <laughs> so I think the next wrestling mashup that someone does is going to be Colin Cowherd versus Baker Mayfield. Ooh, I, I'm okay. pretty sure that's going to be the next one because, well, you remember the absolutely uh, Cowherd had Baker Mayfield on there and Baker owned Cowherd. Murdered him. He, I mean, he did Murdered not hold back it. one second didn't so uh colin cowherd on his show uh said um that odell beckham is not happy to be going to cleveland and uh he went on this big long rant he said uh just the quote that fox sports put out nobody will be honest about this in cleveland it has a chance to be a complete and utter dumpster fire odell didn't want to go here the owner is a control freak john dorsey is a control freak 
Freddy Kitchens could be over his head. You are. Right. So I think I might have some of the audio here. You want to try this? Yeah, yeah. Let, let's hear it. Let's see if I can get it going. So the Cleveland Browns finished in third place last year, had a losing record, are historically a joke. The owner, Tennessee football's a mess, and the Browns are a mess. They both have the same guy running them. Uh, Freddie Kitchens has never coached, was never even interviewed for a coordinator job. He's had it for eight. And now he gets Odell Beckham. He's got stars. You've got an ego at general manager. And nobody will just say the truth. Odell Beckham's not happy here. He's not happy. Look at him. Does he look happy? Saquon Barkley came out. This got buried in the story. Saquon Barkley came out and said he didn't react for a couple of days when Odell's teammate went to Cleveland. And he said, we talked over FaceTime. He just gotten traded. Uh, he was not happy about it. By the way, I talked to Odell Beckham. Uh, you know, I talked about this about two months ago. He never mentioned Cleveland. Don't buy into this Jarvis Landry thing. There is no NFL player that is more L.A. and New York and Paris than Odell Beckham. I he is an icon. That. He's a star. He's probably the most talented guy. I think he's the most talented wide receiver in the NFL. Injury problems worry me. But nobody will just be honest about this Cleveland thing. It has a chance to be a complete and utter dumpster fire. But if you say that, you're going to get major pushback from Cleveland and their fans because, I don't know, maybe because, I don't know, Ohio's very active on Twitter. Nobody will say, <laughs> be honest about this. This thing has a chance to be an absolute mess. Freddie Kitchens? With these egos and these stars. All right, so he, that's what he's coming out and saying. Yeah. He says Odell's not happy, which, you know, there were a few things that were out there about that early on. And, I don't know, there's some stuff in there. I think Odell is definitely a big city guy. So that comes out, and then you're saying, so ba then Baker, Baker comes on the attack? Oh, yeah. This is his tweet. It says, come to Cleveland and ask, oh, if he actually likes it. Just because you have a source doesn't mean you're not full of BS. And while you're at it, come see if I'm a baby. Hashtag 10 toes down. I don't know what that means. I, what that I'm mean? guessing that's some fight thing, I, I guess. 10 so, toes down. Like, I got my feet on the ground? I I, I don't know. I, I don't understand. I don't know what 10 are toes you, down is. Are I, you getting I, sick of not understanding anything anymore? I think I'm too old. I'm too I think, old, too. I, I think I'm too old to know what that is. What is 10 so. toes down? Why, why don't you just say what you were trying to say? <laughs> say, what, what does that mean? My oh, feet are on the ground. This, there's a Cleveland wind that says, I'm not as hip as I used to be had to Google hashtag 10 toes down. And uh, there's an article that says 10 toes down meaning. I'm looking this up oh, please. right now. As, uh, so I hate throughout everything now. I'm so <laughs> mad. I am so much more mad now than I was about contract conversation and the garbage uh, people on Twitter. I'm so much more mad now that we have to, oh, whatever okay. this All is right. going to mean. It's, it, it's not as bad as you thought. It's uh, This is an urban dictionary. We used to do this. Uh, Urban Dictionary definition to devote 100 percent of your support towards a thing which in an atmosphere where self-deprecating vices are celebrated is actually refreshing. So do you think that was going to make me less mad? That, no. We're not, well, just say 100. Uh, what, what happened to 100? <laughs> Everyone said 100 after everything. You can't say that now. You have to say. Oh, I almost lost $100. Oh! I got really close there, Bogman. Uh, you were about to be 10 toes down in $100. It was about to happen, what I was about to say. I was about to be ten ten dollars bills richer. Yeah, I, I just have a bunch of dumb opinions about everything. So who cares? Um, I have to say 10 But, but Colin Cowherd, after that, said, you're becoming my fave. This is what young love must feel like. Keep kicking butt. And uh, <laughs> fist emoji... And then, uh, like iron pumping emoji. How, how is a radio Flex professional? Emotion. People don't understand radio. Like, like we we toe the line, though. We uh, we have sensibility and some human uh, factors into it that we can't completely disconnect from the anger. Like, if if we were true, true radio through and through, you you can understand about people like Stephen A. Smith and Colin Cowherd and Whitlock, Whitlock, right? Yeah, and all these type of guys is what they they do, don't actually believe what they're saying. They just say it to get you. Just press. You just yeah. say the things, you get the headlines, you cause drama. People love drama. People love this type of stuff. And that's just proof in point right there. Coward talking completely out of his ass, saying crappy stuff. Someone comes at him, and you know what? He loves it. Of course he's your favorite player because he, he doesn't get the bit, but he's involving he's in the you bit. the content. Yeah, we it's love why the drama. I talk about this on takeaways all the time. I think my favorite NBA players are Enos Cantor and, uh, Enos Cantor and Kyrie Irving. Because they do and say the most outlandish stuff True. that I can get 10 minutes of content out of it 
whenever they do something crazy or outlandish or eat, you know, when Enos Cantor eats, uh, you know, 150 pounds of burgers and then is out for the next day because he's sick. Like, yeah, gee, I wonder what he's sick from probably eating all those goddamn burgers. So it's, uh, you know, it's easy to do this stuff. I, I like I, I would never want to go uh, go the way of those guys, uh, you know, in my professional career to just, you know, uh, bait someone into a, you know, disagreeing with you. Yeah. So you have content. I don't think that's ever something that I would want to do if I believed that I would say it. But that's uh, we it's like a bit more the you and I are a little bit more talk radio. Um, and there's a difference and you have to, you have to be a radio file to really like dig into it there. There's a sports talk radio mentality and there's a couple different factions of that. And then there's talk radio and sports talk radio is a lot of baiting. And that's not really where we are, where we're, you and I are probably, and me maybe a little bit more, our more traditional talk radio, which likes to uh, feel conflict, likes to dig into conflict, that type of stuff. And that's where we dig a little bit more. So not creating bull crap and not baiting people into it. Just it's either live it. or we talked about what happened. We're yeah, embracing baiting. it, not right. creating nonsense. Colin Cowherd is nonsense. Yes. Odell Beckham will be fine. He's got money. He's playing with good players. Cleveland will be fine. Colin Cowherd, please go away. Final segment coming Relax, up. Relax, Baker. <laughs> All right, Bob, let's play. talk about the draft. We're going to talk about the draft. We're coming up. We're going to talk about the draft. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your Daily Roto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. In this league I thought we were going to be just friends What? Friends is in the In this league In the dark Don't look now, but NFL teams are focusing on the 2019 NFL Draft With the first round on Thursday, April 25th For serious fantasy football players, it's never too early to start preparing for the 2019 season We're going to do it right here Roto Experts also has you covered with their NFL 365 Fantasy Football Package, including the best math-based seasonal projections and rankings available anywhere on the Internet. Davis Maddock and the Roto Experts uh, crew are providing dynasty season-long betting, best ball, and NFL draft content every day of the year to give you an edge regardless of what type of fantasy football you play. Save 10% at rotoexperts.com with promo code FNTSY. That's 10% off with the promo code FNTSY. It's the NFL 365 Fantasy Football Package. Only at Roto Experts. We are in this league, though, and we're back. And on the latest edition, because we we had a hiatus for a bit, though Bogman's been churning out some great episodes on the In This League Fantasy Football feed, but they are called War Room, and they're all about um, NFL draft prospects. We returned, and uh, a return episode is relative because it's Bogman and I together, and we did an NFL draft mock draft episode, kind of an extravaganza. It's a really good episode if you go back and listen to it because we looked uh, at a, a decent amount of McShay's mock. We talked about trades in mock drafts. So we looked at the Sports Illustrated one. And then we looked at Bogman's because Bogman put together a 2019 mock draft with 32 picks. And we went through all the, we, we labeled all the picks. We talked about a decent amount of them. But I had an idea. And it's kind of come from some of this conversation that we've been having. But in the episode, you know, Bogman has got some alternatives that are kind of in his brain, you know, thinking about some picks that are out there and what others could have done. And, you know, we saw like TJ Hawkinson go a lot early and Bogman didn't do that. I would be curious, Boggs, if you can do this of maybe five alternative picks that you think um, could be more high probability. OK, based so- off of what you didn't do. So this is not like you have your mock. So things that you didn't do in your mock that are some alternatives that people could look for that have some high probability? Well, I said in the show, the first two that I think will probably immediately get changed are number eight, where I have the Lions taking Greedy Williams, uh, because I think they are close to 100% going to trade out of that pick. So I think someone's going to want to move up and take a certain player 
And to be honest, that could be Pittsburgh. That could be the Steelers trying to replace Ryan Chase here. When's the last Moving time the Steelers traded up? To get Santonio Holmes. And before that, it was to get Troy Palomalo. Oh, I forgot we talked about that. Okay, I forgot we talked about the Santonio San Holmes. Did they, they trade it up to get Palomalo? They traded it. Yeah, they traded That's the last time they, they moved. Are those the only up. two times in the history of the organization? <laughs> that the they only two up? I remember, you know, were them really trading up. I think the highest pick they ever had was, oh, God, Troy Edwards. Oh, man. Wide this out? is why the Steelers wait to take wideouts. Yeah. <laughs> because, well, they took Plexico, and Plexico worked out for Niners uh, have done their bit. due damage, though. I think of Rashawn <laughs> Woods. Every, yeah, every team has taken a player that sucks. So, but, uh, so uh, you know, eight where the Lions take Greedy Williams, I think they're trading out of that spot. So, and then at 21 where I had the Seahawks taking Byron Murphy, Number one, uh, I don't agree with the narrative too much that people say, look, Pete Carroll thinks that he can teach up every cornerback. So don't, you know, Sherman was a late round pick. Uh, you know, all these other guys are late round picks. Yeah, but Sherman's gone and the guys now suck. So you need a corner. I gave them Byron Murphy. I know that's not something that they've done under Pete Carroll, but they, they got to, you know, too many guys in that position. But OK, so I would give them a safety. But I think it all starts at pick six, where the Giants are picking. And we've Which heard some, you gave Dwayne Haskins, quarterback out of Ohio State, in your mock. Yes. So I think the the big thing here is that is the big domino piece to me. Because I think the first five picks, while not written in stone by any stretch of the imagination, you know, I think that there is going to be a trade between the Jets and the Raiders but it's just to flip one spot. So it's like the Raiders give a fourth to the Jets. They move up that one spot. They get Quinn Williams, and the Jets take Josh Allen, which is who they want anyway. So uh, I think, think the Raiders, after the debacle with Khalil Mack, might really want to get a guy like Josh Allen? Um, I, You know what? Like Josh Allen wouldn't be a bad pick if the Jets decided to stick and they decide they want Quinn Williams. Uh, Josh Allen could be... The pick there for sure. I just um, wonder if the Raiders would actually be trading up to get Josh Allen because the Jets seem to be likened to him. Absolutely not. I, I don't think that that's the way it is because I think Williams is the safest player in this draft by a long shot. And the Raiders I think, don't play it safe, though. Yeah, but they brought in Mike Mayock to play it safe. Uh, that's a good point. Yeah, my, my, Mike Mayock is not going to. Yeah, I, I think. See, see, and that was kind of that's what I wrote up to. I was like, we all know the Raiders traditionally do something crazy, but. I think Mayock was brought in to not do crazy stuff. So I think that maybe they'll move up. They're trying not to have to. And uh, But anyway, I digress. So that, that's the first trade. But I think if the Giants decide that they don't like any of these quarterbacks or their plan is to take whoever the best um, player they think is at six, uh, I think that they could def definitely take like Jawan Taylor, the tackle from Florida. They could uh, take Ed Oliver. Um, they could take uh, Brian Burns. They could take an, uh, another edge rusher instead of the quarterback. And if that happens, I know there are teams that are interested in Haskins. I think then you get some major trading moving up. I think someone could uh, flip with the Jaguars at the next pick to get Haskins. Uh, someone could move up. Uh, I mean, Detroit wants to move out of that spot, so it would make sense for someone to trade up there. And then it would kind of have a domino effect to what goes on in the rest of the draft. So, I think the, the only pick that wouldn't change is the Broncos taking Drew Locke at 10. I think that's, uh, you know, no pun intended, but as much as a lock as you can get there. Well, I mean, there's a couple of interesting things here. And one of the mocks we talked about in the episode, uh, the ITL Fantasy Football Podcast episode 200, was it had the Giants trading back into the second round and, and not taking a quarterback, by the way, at six. It, the mock we talked about had Montez Sweat, but it had them trading back up to get a guy like Daniel Jones. So with the Giants real quick, you laid out a lot of scenarios. What's the one outside of Hoskins that you think they would lock into? Do you think it's, if you had to pick one here, give me the alternative pick that you think the uh, Giants do if they don't trade out and Hoskins wasn't the pick. Haskins. So you're thinking I was, I Haskins. say Hoskins, Haskins. I am too. Reese Hoskins. <laughs> uh, so who do I think they're going to take if they don't take Haskins? Yes. Or what quarterback? No, well, no, I'm saying... That pick, because well, we're talking alternative picks here to your mock. You have Dwayne Haskins going at six. 
and you laid out a bunch of scenarios. Give me the guy that you would slot there if it's so, not Haskins. I think if it's not Haskins, and I only think this because these reports came out today. Now, I might be buying in to stupid smoke screens that I hate. Like I, it's There's more backstabbing and lying going on than Game of Thrones. And in the Game of Thrones books, not the Game of Thrones show, uh, in this uh, draft process, which is more interesting to me than the stupid stuff happening on Twitter between AB and Juju. So, but today there was this report that uh, Jonah Williams is getting a ton of, um, he's just getting a ton of helium at this point. He's getting a lot of visits with teams. So he might end up being the first offensive tackle off the board. And I think regardless of what quarterback you have, if it's, you know, if you're going to take Daniel Jones later in the process, if you're going to trade for someone, if you're going to wait till next year and take a Herbert or a Tua or whoever it might be, then uh, you're going to need a tackle for them. And doesn't matter what quarterback you have because your priority is your priority is getting Saquon Barkley the ball. So I think Jonah Williams going to the Giants there would make a ton of sense too. He's a guy that's getting helium while Haskins is getting, you know, kind of pushed down in the process and they still do need offensive line help pretty bad. So right. I think that's the guy. I'm going to press the next one here. Give me an alternative Pittsburgh Steelers pick. In the mock, you gave Noah Fant to the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I think um, uh, you were even talking about our, our friend uh, John McKechnie over at Rotowire kind of did the same thing. But you were talking about maybe them needing to fill that gap for a guy like Ryan Shazier. So if you were picking an alternative pick, that you think might be likely, because you did kind of create a best-case scenario. Give me who the Steelers <laughs> take at 20 that isn't Noah Fant. Uh, TJ Hawkinson. No, I'm kidding. I'm no. kidding. Uh, not probably, Iowa tight end. It would probably be Byron Murphy, uh, because I think the middle linebackers, they might like Mac Wilson from Alabama, who would is kind of seen to be the next uh, inside linebacker after um, you know, White and Bush, the Devons. So um, I think Byron Murphy is what you're seeing in a ton of mocks, and it makes a lot of sense because they did bring in Steven Nelson, but Steven Nelson is not, you know, you start him if you have to, and he's better than Artie Burns. Speaking of terrible draft picks, uh, he's better than Artie Burns is for sure, and Cody Sensabaugh wound up starting over Artie Burns last year. You know how that – he got cut by the Titans who had uh, notorious – cornerback problems over the last couple of seasons. So um, I think addressing that spot would be, and to be honest, I'm not sure that they would take Fant if Byron Murphy was still on the board. So uh, he's a, he's a, he's a lockdown corner and there are people that put him ahead of greedy Williams. I think they're probably one, a one B. I don't really care which one you take, but uh, I think that's the spot that they would address if it wasn't going to be on the offensive side of the ball. All right, so if I uh, kick it back to you now, you know, going through your process, you battled a lot of this. Even since we've done the episode, you've talked to John, you've talked to some other people, you've looked at some other stuff. You pick um, an alternative pick anywhere else here, maybe a team that you don't think you weren't sold on a pick that you had, maybe another player is moving up. Give me um, the third alternative pick here from your uh, 2019 mock. Well, I'll tell you one that I've, I like that I've seen a little bit. And I don't know that he'll fall this far, but I've seen a couple of DK Metcalfs to Carolina. And you and, have DK Metcalf going 15 to the Washington Redskins here. Right, right, I do. And I think that would still, you know, I, when I posted that in our group me room, some people were like, oh, that's a waste of talent going to Washington with Case Keenum. But if they got Daniel Jones or they drafted someone next year, it'd be fine. But uh, I think I would love to see a big-bodied wide receiver, go to Carolina. You know, it's what they tried to do with Devin Funches, and it didn't work. So I think him going to Carolina and being on the opposite side of DJ Moore would take some stuff away from DJ Moore. We get to see some better uh, dump-off passes to Christian McCaffrey because Metcalf could clear out the, you know, he could uh, take the top off the defense. I I think that would be a really nice one going to Carolina, and especially for fantasy purposes. That's kind of... It's kind of a fantasy wet dream to have Gross. Metcalf end up there. Well, because you give Metcalf a good quarterback, you make things easier on McCaffrey, Gross. and you get double uh, coverage away from DJ Moore. So, 
Let's go. Let's all have a nocturnal emission. Oh, come on. Okay, Matt Captain. Gross. All right. I've got I've got an alternative play here. Someone that did not make your first round mock draft, and I've mentioned already, is Nikhil Harry. And he's somebody that is dropping. Give me an alternative play of where he could go in the first round. And I'll even open it up if you would really like, if you're not sold on something, to say that if it had to be a team trading up into the first round. But I'd be curious because you've got guys like Marquise Brown. You've got A.J. Brown going to 26. That was one that's not in a lot of other mock drafts. So this is, since we're kind of doing a back and forth, you pick an alternative and I set you up for an alternative. Give me an alternative play where Nikhil Harry does get into the first round. How about Kansas City? Uh, I think that 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 would be a really good one going 29. I have them taking DeAndre Baker. And I do think that uh, the secondary specifically corner is the bigger need. So I think that's something they would address, but they might have heard something from the NFL talking about, you know, well, Tyreek Hill is going to get a lengthy suspension for his stuff. So because he has some off the field stuff. And, you know, your number two wide out there is injury prone Sammy Watkins. So you are you already took one of your best weapons off the field and gave him away. You cut him in Kareem Hunt. So, uh, you know, you added Hyde and uh, they like Williams and uh, Kelsey's still there. So he's still going to be the number one option, regardless of who comes in. But I think giving Kansas City, uh, you know, and Patrick Mahomes a permanent big time target and Nikhil Harry would help. And it would help even if Tyreek Hill doesn't get suspended. I think it'd be a decent pick. You can, uh, you know, you can put Sammy Watkins in the slot. I think that makes a lot of sense. They really do need to rebuild that offense. Like, I know what they think they're playing for and everything like that. And, oh, like Damian Williams. But, like, you lose Kareem Hunt. What's going on with Tyreek Hill? You really need to build up that offense. So I, like I think that. it's a nice combo between Hyde and Williams. That's good enough. I think you need to bring one other guy in. I would like them to do that. And you don't have to address the wide receiver spot at 29 because uh, this wide receiver class is super deep. But, yeah, I mean, it's funny that it was so great last season, but so much stuff happened at the end to where you're absolutely right. You have to rebuild that offense and make sure it's going to click like the high-caliber offense it was last season, and you're not going to do that without spending some draft capital on the offense. You have to do it at some point, so – 29 if they like him why not all right um real quick because we only got a minute do you have uh any alternative if not i got a quick one to ask you if you don't uh no go ahead josh uh josh jacobs where does he you want me to put him in the first round put him in where give give him give him the slot the alternative slot for the first round uh number 30 green bay Uh, i think i think he would be better than um than what they have there now in aaron jones and jamal williams uh, I just don't see it happening. I don't see any first round running back this year. I think they're all going to be uh, second round. It could be early second round. I'd say it's probably more likely mid second round for the running backs to start coming off the board. Well, what I highly suggest you guys go do is check us out over on Patreon, patreon.com slash ITL army, because uh, in the coming weeks here, you've got a Friday chat with Bogman. It's usually just an AMA, but if you guys want to center it around the NFL draft, you can do that. Uh, and then on draft night over on Patreon, we're going to have a Patreon-only stream. It's going to be Bogman talking with you, talking through picks, reacting, all that fun stuff, just a couple of the extra cool features. And if you want, go check out the mock draft that Bogman's got over at EndlessLeague.com. Bunch of cool stuff for the NFL draft. You guys, thank you for tuning in. You guys know you can go back and listen to anything on demand. You know where to find all of our other shows and really just you know, lock into us on Twitter at is it the Welsh at Bogman Sports so you can follow along with all of it. He is Bogman. I am the Welsh. You guys have a great weekend. Winter is here. We're out. For you.